You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the -the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Oh, the tan's starting to go away, Bob. We're going to have to change that up. It's uh, that time of the year. Pasty white. Yeah, shut up. Uh, welcome to the Felony Podcast, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. We share stories that show again and again that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that happiness and success are a state of mind, not the result of material gain or fame. Don't get me wrong, I like making money. But it's really learning to rock the journey with all of its ups and downs that I call success. Our guests on Felony Inc., the best ones, have discovered the amazing power of accountability and have converted adversity to wisdom and a success mindset. Most of our guests have been convicted of felonies and are now honest, hardworking entrepreneurs. Owning up for our past mistakes or my owning up for my past mistakes and being willing to work harder than anyone else, especially Lad, have been essential to my own triumphs. If you're not passionate and willing to work hard, you might as well have winning the lottery as your life plan. That's how good your odds are. Positive change isn't easy and transformation is a motherfucker. I'm Dave Dahl, and I co-founded Dave's Killer Bread after a total of 15 years in the joint. As usual, my co-host is Lad Justison, a 20-year veteran of the Oregon prison system himself. Hey, buddy, what's new? What's happening there, young lady? Is that you? Are you? (laughs) Well... If you, you think I'm a lady, you got. If you think I'm a lady, you got some issues, dude. You got yeah. some blindness going on, or fantasies that I don't know about. Well, I remember giving you a ride on the back of my bike one time. Oh, oh you look like the, a buffed-out biker girl mm-hmm. right on the back of my bike. Yeah, because of my long hair blowing in the wind. Oh, sexy. See, that's just all those uh, stereotypes that you got going on in your head. Well, I do have to have fantasies in order to survive at my age, so. So what else is going on besides your brain just acting like it's on some kind of hallucinogens? Well, you know, I hurt my back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you made me work like super hard yesterday. That's not running now. Oh, yeah. But anyway, you know what? We got some cool things happening. We do. What? Well, uh, we're going to be dressing up in drag and performing no, at not. Dar- Darcells. Yeah. No. We're going we're gonna to play it. Darcells with uh, uh, the granddaddies are going to play with Darcells at with uh, Curtis Salgado. That's right. Who's just an incredible musician. Oh man, we we and only had guy. one practice with him so but far. That practice was just magical. Yeah, the well, way he he, magi- he makes everything magic. That's what I'm telling that. you. Yeah, he just the brings way. an element that's unbelievable. And uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to that. That's March 17, I think, and yep. it's going to be for I will. Um, which is an organization that it's a nonprofit that helps uh, you know folks, especially kids, learn to tell their stories. Which you learn to tell your story, and it helps you make the next part of your story even better. 
That's right. So go online. Uh, the tickets are thirty dollars, and the show starts uh, about six o'clock. I don't know how long we're going to be playing. There's Curtis some other is stuff playing with on. his partner. Um, I, I, Sayer, I, I mean, I, I it's slipping my mind right now. His partner is an excellent guitar player. They're playing first, and then we're going to play. And Curtis is going to play with us too, a little bit. Don't oh, anyway, come down and see us. All right. Well, um, that's enough of that. That so, is uh, enough self promotion. Yeah, you get enough of that every day. I do. Uh, today's guest is Anna Debenham, and um, if you're Irish, it's Debenham uh, of Insight Alliance whose website says it works in prisons and in the community with a simple... The, the website doesn't work in prisons, but uh, the website says that Insight Alliance works in prisons and in the community with a simple focus, understanding the limitless, limitless nature of the human mind and recognizing our own innate well-being, that everything we need to thrive already exists within us. No argument from me there. Do you have an argument with that? Not this one. I'm for for once, do you I know, don't have one. Do you think that uh, our well-being already exists and we just have to find it? I agree. Do you have? Are you pretty well, except no, for your back? My back hurts. Yeah. But it exists within you to find a solution. If nothing else, just to take the rest that you need, which you shouldn't do, because it worked for me. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I want to welcome our guest today. I've, I've, I've checked her out um, on the website, a video. Uh, it's very positive stuff. I'm very, it's very much up my alley. And um, the things that I've learned in my life that have made my life rather amazing. Um, she's teaching these young folks. Well, they're not necessarily young folks. Um, these guys at Columbia River, right? Um, Columbia River and at uh, Coffee Creek. We oh, work okay. with the women there too. Well, welcome, uh, Anna. Thank you very much. And we, we also have a great um, another guest with her who is a graduate from the program. Yes. And you're now on the streets. Yes. And his name is Brandon Brown. Welcome, both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, it's uh, it's very cool. This should be a really easy one today because and really positive and happy one because it's starting out happy um what what do you how did you get into this you're obviously not i don't think you're an ex-felon yourself no um i spent one night in prison you did i did in uh, in martha's vineyard when i was 18 but that doesn't really count no what was that for <laughs> drinking or something um, yeah, disord, keeping a disorderly house and stuff like that. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah, it doesn't really count a as a felon. A pel- it was yeah, a party. exactly. Yeah. Ongoing summer party. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's good that you had some sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, rebellion in you when you were young. Yeah. You got to know that. You got to know what that's about, exactly. right? Absolutely. So, um, but you somehow along the line, uh, you must have gone to school and. Uh, learned a few things and maybe you're a psychologist or I don't know where do you get this um, well I was actually working in London um, as a coach um, I've had a lot of um, therapy myself over the years um, mm-hmm. struggled with my own addictions and things like that um, but I, I was working in London and um, and came across this understanding that we now teach in prison um, and it very quickly started to change my life in a really positive way, just looking at how the mind works and looking at, you know, who we are underneath all the noise and um, that we have our own innate well-being. 
and it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't leave us. Um, and I got really fascinated. It's just covered up, right? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Okay. Don't worry. I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, no. Um, you're, on, you're on a roll. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I was in London, I went back to school to um, uh, an institute called the One Thought Institute. And when I was there, there was um, a lady from an organization called Beyond Recovery, and they'd just been given um, grant a grant by the government um, to... Uh, to do a study, to do some research in a male in a men's prison, um, to see if how what we were teaching um, was going to help um, reduce anger and recidivism and hopelessness and depression and all that kind of stuff. And and so I just got an opportunity to I wanted to volunteer. So she asked, I need someone to help me, and my hand went straight up. So um, and it was just you know that was it. I kind of found my people. This was when now. Um, I thought 2012, 2013, something like that. Okay. Um, now, I, I just want to go back just a little bit. Now, we're, this is partly about you. It's, it's about the Alliance, but uh, I'd like to understand why, um, how a person like you gets to this point. Now, you did say you had some, uh, you had some addictions and things you had to deal with, which is, you know, um, which makes you human. And... So um, I'd just like to know, what it, what is it about your humanity that led you to doing this? Um, well, it is, definitely. It started off about me um, wanting to find peace of mind, you know, and, and I had um, 20 years of um, bulimia, which kind of, mm. with uh, alcohol and drugs, kind of mixed in. Um, and so I was always looking for, like, I felt like I didn't know how to do life, like there was something I was missing. Um, and, and so I'm always kind of, I was searching and I did a lot of therapy, read a lot of books, did a lot of spiritual practices and all the rest of it to try and find what I, what I didn't know at the time was already inside of me. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so it was just kind of on this, on this search and, and I didn't really know that I was continuing to search, really, because it was just part of my life. Um, and But when I came across this, which really is just universal truth... Is, and you're talking about you came across... Uh um, Inside Alliance? No, well, we started the Inside that. Alliance. Yeah, and an understanding of the mind, which is kind of called the three principles, mm -hmm. which I don't call it the three Let's principles because it becomes like a thing. I, I, um, I think I read them, but can you can you go ahead and uh, recite those yeah. or give us those? Um, mind, consciousness, and thought. Mm -hmm. So mind being uh, universal mind, universal mm. intelligence, this wisdom that's living us, you know, so our I innate well-being. Um, and then thought and consciousness, which is, um, you know, thought and consciousness gives us our experience of life. So life is coming through us and we're experiencing it through our state of mind rather than the idea that life is coming at us, that we need to manage and control, that our feelings are somehow, you know, we think they're coming from the outside, but we actually see that they're coming, coming from us. So it's like uh, you're, you're kind of like wanting to... Because thinking can derail us, of course, and that's what uh, you know that we can go either way and go all different ways. Yeah. And but seeing things as they are can be really um, uplifting. Yeah. So seeing things as they are, inside, outside, the truth, the truth, everywhere, um, has been great for me. I mean, when I when I when I okay, this is the reality of it. I don't have to pretend I'm this guy or trying to act like that you know I just try to be me yeah. and uh, I don't really have to try because yeah. that's who I am yeah, yeah. so yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so you you discovered um, the books, obviously that you read had some value. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I read I read a lot of books too, and I think back and I go, well, did those books? They probably eventually, um, you know, added up to part of what I learned. Yeah. That mattered and and, and my epiphany in life. Um, and I had a great epiphany back 2001 in prison. All this kind of stuff started just kind of making sense, you know. And my life started changing, and uh, I started seeing myself differently. Now, uh, I got derailed again. That happens, right? But uh, I learned this. It was profound. The kind of stuff that I that I think you're teaching these guys mm-hmm. um, is profound and valuable and invaluable. So... Um, how, so, so how did you get into Columbia River? How did you started this this program? And this was when, um, 2012, 13. Well, then, yes, yeah, so I was working in um, in in a prison in England and started to see profound change and people that you know y- you could think, well, it's too late. You know, they haven't got a chance. And I kept seeing over and over again the possibility of people to kind of press reset and to change their life was was um, kept, you know, blowing me away. And, and I just learned a lot from myself because I could see it from, I could see it in me and then I started, you started to see it in everybody else when you point someone back to their own innate well-being that, that they've got everything they need inside themselves. And, um, and it was, so then I moved back to the, to moved back to Portland. We'd lived here for about 10 years um, before that and we'd then moved back to England for seven years and came back here and I just knew I wanted to work in prison because um, it, it, It's it, where you felt like you could do the most good? I maybe? don't know. It, it, it's, I don't know if it was it was a conscious thought. It was just, uh, this is where I want to be. It was kind of like I was just following my belly button. You know, mm-hmm. it, was just, it just made sense and yeah. doors kept opening and um, That's the best when you can do that. Yeah. Um, well, 2012, 2013, right? I'm, I'm trying to get this number. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That was that was when I first started um, going into the English prison, okay. and then came Alliance back over to began the Alliance back began actually in 2000, 2017. Okay. In the, in the so car, it's a couple car of year, year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Just it's just getting it's started. Absolutely. So how many how many classes have you had so far? Ooh, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we t- I ran 10-week programs. Um, we started off with one group, and Brandon was in one of my first groups. Um, and then it grew through word of mouth, um, and the counselors also start recommending people because they see the change in the people mm-hmm. that come through our program. Um, and so now we have two, um, you know, decent-sized groups with a mentor program because the guys who've gone through it want to continue. So then we have another group um, of people who want to potentially learn to, you know, teach on the outside or when they're still in. Um, and then now we're at um, Coffee Creek, so we have um, two groups there as well. Um, so that's one thing that, that you know you find out when you have these epiphanies like these guys are probably having. They all want to pass it along. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't keep that stuff to yourself. No. Uh, it's it's too it's too good. You want to give it to other people, and you want to make a world a better place. Everybody seems to want to do that, right? Yeah. Um, in their own way. Yeah. So, you've been doing this for this long, and let's talk to Brandon, I guess, and see what uh, what how what's the experience like? What was it like for you? It's almost um, hard to explain. It's. Hmm. Um, I just got done doing a 15-year stretch myself. Um, 
<clears throat> I was heavily into drugs and gangs and everything, and it probably took roughly 10 years for me to actually, 10, 11 years out of that 15-year set that I did before I started being like, yeah, this ain't right for me. You know, this road that I've been on with the gangs and everything, it's just, it's not me. You know, I had a, an insight before I even knew Anna, you know, that I just looked at myself one day and I was just like, yeah, I'm not even being me out here, you know? I'm lying to myself more than I am to everybody around me about who I am. And, and then I went to end up going to Columbia River about 2016, 2017, 2015. I have to think. It's been a while. It has been. Yeah, I've been out for... I've been out going I've been out for almost two years yeah. now so wow. yeah. yeah um yeah when I met Anna with some other you know so-called hardcore gang members and stuff you know some of the good old boys in there that uh kind of you know they gave me this little piece of paper it was like Anna's background story really and uh so these gangsters were telling you this or this yeah. these are guys that are reforming though well, yeah these are the guys that changed but these yeah. were guys that you know these were the guys, you know. These yeah. were the the hardcore guys. But they were somebody guys. you could look up to, uh, right? And, and seeing how they had figured some stuff out, that yeah. was really cool, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, what kind of insights that what you know? What can you give us, like some major thoughts that changed for you? Major, like okay, I used to think this way, but now I I understand. This is what's up. I used to allow everything around me to affect me, how I would react to it and everything like that. So since taking the program, I just actually, you know, being in prison and stuff, there's certain terms that you can use with people and you can't use. And, you know, you got to live and act a certain way in there, mm. you know. And I just learned that I don't have to live and act like these so-called prison rules that, you know, the guys in there make up and... Mm. You know, the rest of how society looks at it. So, you know, I don't have to live like that no more. I can be me regardless of what the next person thinks about me. And, yes. you know, so I've just been out here. I've just been doing me. And it's just like, you know, I'm just turning my back on everybody. You know, I can actually say hi to some of the guys, you know. And I'm living a good life out here. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what happened to me. I, I remember one of the best things that I learned was... Uh, who gives a fuck what anybody thinks? You right, know? right. Um, especially these guys, and because I didn't, and I no longer was trying to climb the criminal ladder. You know, because that wasn't working out. I went to prison four times. Obviously, something went right. You know, um, and so that I wasn't. It was like something had to. You have to. For me, I had to hit a bottom. I had to go. Oh my God, my life. It's either death or something's got to change. So, um, I don't know if that happened to you, or if you just kind of were, you know, floundering a little bit, and they said, boom. I used to think prison was rock bottom, but there's even a lower place than that when you're inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and I was just like... Well, until mentally. You, yeah, mentally, you know, that's the thing, is uh, a good quote, you know, that I like came from... Uh, Malcolm X, you know, on his autobiography, he was like, not everybody who's in prison is in prison. You know, right. some of the people on the outside are imprisoned yeah. just in their own mind. You that know, was and a it great took thing. me a while to. That's I a great to, thing to understand because, right. uh, I mean, well, how powerful it is and how freeing, literally freeing it is. 
you you're you're looking at these corrections officers. You hate these fuckers, right? For and then all of a sudden, you go you change it to compassion because wow this guy doesn't feel this guy's having a shit life and because he why would he treat people like this otherwise and i'm free here in prison and that's what happened to me so uh i guess we gotta take a break and alan take it away CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Today's episode of the Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, such as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. Well, you know, Dave, I I do have a question for Anna. Um, I'd like to know, you know, after she came back to Portland and then she decided that this was maybe something of her heart that she wanted to go back into the prisons, what was the process that you had to go through in order to get this program into the prison? Um, Well, part of it was actually getting out of my own way. Because you know, coming from England, and there are people over here saying, "Oh, it's harder to get into you know, it's harder to get into prison here," and it, this is, and you just realise you can bump up against what other people think, and then think it's real, and then not go forward. And and I think for myself, you know, part of me, part of my learning in in, in this whole thing is kind of getting out of my own way and not believing everything I think, or not believing anyone everyone else thinks that I can actually have freedom of mind, and and so I could go into a conversation and talk to someone about about what I wanted to do and having and without without much on it you know and it's that sort of well my well-being doesn't rest on whether they say yes or no so I, I got nothing to lose so I could have kind of very free conversations with people and say what I was doing talk about the program um, and actually I first went into CRCI through an organization called Phoenix Rising um, and they have a, a program where I was doing their their um, their Thursday night um, kind of life skills class and then in conjunction with that I was talking to um, the the chaplain at CRCI and one thing that he said is is well what I know from 15-20 years of working in the prison system is that when someone wants to change it's got to come from somewhere inside themselves mm-hmm. it's not going to come from the outside they've got to see Absolutely. something for themselves and he said what you're doing you're not doing it through religion, through God, but what you're pointing to is the same thing. You're pointing to that that innate wisdom, that natural kind of, that intelligence, the spirit, you know, that we all have, that, that you're going to be able to reach more people who don't necessarily believe in any particular one thing, but they can sense that there's something in there that's, that's living them. There's something beyond them that exists that they want to connect with. And so I want, you know, so he saw something. And so between the two programs... I then did, I was doing two classes and then the groups got so big that then I just started to do my own thing. Um, and then when um, 
we got into um, to Coffee Creek. Um, we were having a meeting down there with Susan Stoltenberg from the YWCA and and the the folks down there were like, this sounds really cool and we'd love you to do a research project. Because if you want it to get further, you, it needs to be evidence-based. So mm. then we were like, cool, well, again, not with not much on my mind, not, not much thinking about it. We kind of managed, we connected with a, a great um, professor at Pacific University um, called Dr. Sarah Bowen. She was really interested in what we were doing. Um, and then that it just kind of evolved. It just kind of, you know, when I'm not in my own way, when I'm I'm not in there trying to mess things up and and kind of mm. overthink everything, life just flows. And 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 that's part of what we're sharing with the guys and the women. Is like, you know, we're our own worst enemy, and we can overthink stuff to a degree, you know, and then believe what we think rather than just seeing it as, you know, just what's occurring in the moment, and that's then how we feel. But it moves on, and it's just kind of temporary. Um, and if you know, and that's how I've you know I see life myself. So it, it just life is so much easier now. And, and so mm. getting into the prison, and then McLaren, you know, the guys, you know, now Brand, McLaren too. Well, um, yeah, well, it seemed a lot of the guys say, look, if I knew this 15 years ago, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. We, we need to work with youth. Um, and so, I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Not, is it happening? It's hap yeah. yeah. So, Bra so, um, so then we went to see the superintendent down there and they got really interested um, in, in what we were doing. And so I'm just in the process now of doing, I've got next week, I've got my orientation and they want us in there. So then hopefully... Um, the guys like Brandon who are doing our teacher training will be able to come in even if it's for one-offs initially because you know in, in terms of being able to come back into prison but be able to share their experience of how their life changed when they they found their freedom of mind how old are you Brandon? Uh, 30 36 6 yeah okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't really show it, but I just had 15 years in prison, so yeah, you got to be up there somewhere. Got an hour early. Yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah, that's really great. I mean, I think that it it sounds it, it's my definition of spiritual. Um, it has no you don't have to believe some anything dogma yeah. or whatever. You just there's something up, yeah. you know, and and yeah. I'm following that, yeah, you know. Totally. So um, and and you have such a happy, you know, sort of good spirit. And so that also translates well, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, I wasn't always, I, I didn't always feel no, that. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure by, by your past, um, I but, can say that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't always feel that. But I, but, but yeah, so I think too, like when we see our own, you know, our own okayness in ourselves, we can see it more in others, mm. that we don't look at people's behavior and what they've done, we're seeing something beyond that. So when you see that more in themselves, then they see it in themselves, and mm. we're not, we don't focus on the content of the bullshit that's happened because it's irrelevant. It's like, you, we do the best we can with the mindset we have in the moment, and when we know better, we do better, and when mm. we feel better, we do better, and, and you know, with, a, with, a, with less on our minds, um, because we st we you know we talk about how that how that works and we don't need to you know our thoughts aren't always real um, yeah. we can kind of allow that to pass through and then just live in a more harmonious relaxed space and so I come from that place because that's what I saw and and, and uh, there's no need to you know uh, there's no need to get caught up in all the crap absolutely so you know Brandon you were talking earlier about how the influence of these other inmates who you call hardcore guys, they were the ones that give you her program to check out. So now you have progressed from that and you're actually doing some stuff with her back in the prisons, is that right? Yeah, I'm trying to get back in the prisons. Uh, 
legal ramifications behind the whole thing of just getting off yeah, the road and everything. Yeah. Right. I haven't been out long enough, so doing everything I can, you know. I'm, they can I'm, override that, though, I think. They can yeah. override it, I think. And you can come in for, like, one-offs. So, I've, you know, right. so although you wouldn't necessarily yet be able to do a 10-week mm-hmm. program, but you can come in as, like, a guest. Mm-hmm. So then you can talk, you know, so then they can hear from you periodically rather than on an ongoing basis. But that will change. Right. Um, and it depends on the person, doesn't it? It depends on the, the crimes and all the rest of it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you remember, Dave, the first time that I, I went back into prisons with you uh, during the Dave Killer Bread days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was refused to go in to the prison with Dave. But you know what I did? Yeah, because he's a child molester. Well, that's true. No, but, not really. No, really? <laughs> he always goes back because I molested him when I was 10 and he was 5. Anyway, back. So... <laughs> But I wrote, I wrote a letter to the superintendent of that, of that institution that we wanted to go into, and he overrode it because of what, I, you know, what the good works that Dave was cool. doing. So maybe that's something you might want to think about is writing a letter yeah. to the that's superintendent. Good to yeah, we'll take that on. Thank you. Yeah, we Absolutely. were able to do it. That's true. Yeah. And uh, now I'm trying to do it again. Uh, I'm not really trying. I mean, I'm getting requests to speak again in the prison, so... I, I look forward to doing that. Yeah, I you really come lo- into our program and Yeah, I would love to yeah. because I, my story and my message is right there yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just an example of all it is. And um, I've had to rediscover these principles more than once. And uh, first I had to discover them, then I rediscovered them. And my life's been fantastic. Um, so it's really, it's really cool. And I... Um, so how you do you know how many graduates and how many people have have benefited from this? Um, well, I think we've worked with about two hundred and ten people. I had to do a, a count a little while ago. Not um, a, not everybody makes it though, right? Some people aren't ready for it. Um, yeah, well, the, the beauty of our program, too, and, and it's like when we become an evidence-based program, it's going to be interesting to see how this works because what's great about it and what the guys like about it is everyone's in the room because they want to be in the room. Mm. So it's a volunteer program. So you come when you want to learn, you know, you want to see something. So it's like we've got something for you, but you're not, we're not forcing you with a carrot, you know, to be in here. Yeah. Um, and a guy a couple of weeks ago said, I love this. I love the fact that everyone in here, I'm, I'm with people who want to be in the room and they want to learn. So, and there's no negativity in there. People don't bring it in. No, I mean, occasionally, but only kind of at the beginning. But when they start to see that it's just old stories that they're kind of dragging through life and none of it's actually exist or real, mm. and it starts to kind of blow open their, um, all the, you know, the, the old stories that they keep running. So it doesn't last for long. Plus, it's probably yeah. good to debunk those stories a little totally. bit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, so what are you doing now, Brandon? Um, right now, I currently work for this company called Rapid Response BioClean. It's a contract through the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we clean up a lot of bio waste, but majority of the time, I clean up homeless camps. Wow. Uh, yeah, we move a lot of the homeless people around and clean up behind them and everything. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Somebody's got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to know a little bit i want to get more into what the program does and what you know give me just like more stories of people that have gone through the program uh or and or uh, more of the principles that you teach yeah um well um some of the success stories um kind of 
there's a there's a huge variety i mean we have people who've been veterans you know who've been diagnosed with ptsd um and night terrors and flashbacks and all sorts of things like that um do you think do you think some of that i mean i'm just totally stabbing in the dark but do you do you think that some of that is them tricking themselves into into thinking things just because that's what people do i mean it's like hey well you got ptsd so you're screwed Instead of, you got PTSD, get over it. Figure out a way to get over it. Well, well I think, you know, it's, it, it, it's basically describing post-traumatic stress. You know, so they've had stress from a traumatic situation. It's like, yeah, so would I if I was at war. Hmm. You know, but, but what they start to see is, well, I, I, I think when I think about it, I feel it. Because that's how the system works. What I think is how I feel. And so when I think about the past, I'm going to feel the past. So when I think stressful thoughts and I go back into it, that's what I feel. And they start to see that, well, that, if I don't run with that, if I don't go down those rabbit holes and then get freaked out by anxiety and then, then get worked up more and more, which then makes you feel more and more, it takes you down that road. And they kind of go, oh, I, I, didn't need to, I, just, I don't need to put energy into that. And so they start to kind of think less about it, and so they feel less about it. And so therefore it kind of starts to get, it, it starts to decrease just by itself. And so then they come off medication because they realize they're medicating from feelings. But when we're not afraid of our feelings, because they know it's just coming from the thought in the moment, um, that's how experience works, then they get less kind of caught up with it all and then they can sort of just live um you know um more peacefully without having to um kind of think that it's a label that they're having they've got for exactly. life exactly my theory is that with from my experience knowing just how messed up i've been in my life um you don't want to tell yourself you got ptsd you don't want to tell yourself no. you got depression that's no. what that's me that defines me yeah uh, you don't want to do that. And yeah. I think there's too much, there's probably way too much of that where people are actually told this is what you need to do so you can, you know, work the system this way yeah. or whatever, you know. And so um, if you really want to change in life, you have to replace your thoughts, right? Well, I, I think, you know, it, it's, I think thoughts change by themselves. If we don't, you know, if we don't pay so much attention to them, there's not that step of needing to do something with them or change them into anything. If we don't, you know, they'll just pass by themselves if actually we do less with them. You know, the idea of thinking that we need to do something with them or we need to change them because they're bad, that's just a judgment on energy that's moving through your mind that can keep on moving if you don't, like, grab hold well, what, of it. And what do you focus on if you, uh, to, to, so that you... I mean, somehow you have to change the way... Because if you're in the habit of thinking negatively, yeah. what, what is it that's going to make you yeah. get out of that habit? Um, well, it sounds really simplistic, but it, it's it's rather than so we don't teach a practice. So if 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 because if I'm teaching a practice like you have to do this now, I remember for myself when I had you know should be doing practices and then I couldn't do them, then I beat up on myself and think that I was a failure and somehow I wasn't doing it right, you know. And so if people have things that help them, yoga, meditation, listening to hard rock or mm. working out, like go for it. Like you know yourself what's going to be helpful for you. Mm. But what they what we find is just in understanding that that what you're feeling you're not feeling the world you're not feeling circumstances you're not feeling your life you're just feeling thought in the moment 
that's just the way the body is, is, is kind of, you know, is creating our experience. So, for example, a, an analogy of, you know, if you've got a little, a little girl in a, in, you know, who's really nervous, really scared because they can see a monster on the wall in their bedroom, you, you know, I'm not going to go in there and say, you know, yeah, the monsters exist. It's really, you know, we've got to quieten the monster. Here's some tools and techniques. And that would it's just like, be BS. Exactly. You go, look. It's the moon that's coming into the window, mm. and here's the teddy bear. It's reflecting onto the onto the wall, and it makes it look like a monster. Now, this is just how it works. This is real. This is our consciousness bringing mm. our thinking to life. It projects it onto the world, and it makes it seem real. So they start to see that. They're like, oh, it's, it doesn't really exist. I, it's been created it's in my mind. Mirrors. Exactly. So when they understand that, you don't need to do something to get rid of it. It starts just to kind of not make sense to blow it up mm. in the first place and yeah and people i think um with my own experience and what i've seen with other people i see that people often, often don't want to let go of those negative feelings that's who they are that's yeah. like oh oh no no what am i going to have without that yeah. you know that's i this is my worldview. i hate this these kind of people and this is what my limits are I can't do this you know mm. all these different negative thoughts yeah. are part of their consciousness they're used to yeah. telling themselves that and so we, and we love defending our limitations you know fighting mm. for our limitations but it's um, you, you sort of it starts to fall away by itself it's like the body want, the mind and the body they want to right themselves it's like we want to come back to equilibrium and and I think when you start... It's a process, so it isn't overnight, right? No, no. I mean, and, and it depends. Some people have, um, you know, epiphanies. And mm. that, like, when you had an epiphany, when you had yeah. an aha moment... And even that probably wasn't one second. It was, like, a couple of few events yeah. on top of each other yeah. over a few months. Yeah, but not, like, a, a process that you've got to, like, laboriously, mm. you know, for 10 years, you've got to work at. It. It's, like, something that comes from nowhere. Like, you had, an, you had a thought, and it was a new thought. It was something... It wasn't mm. the same old bullshit. It was, like... Something a you conviction, came even. Yeah, it's like exactly the same I thing. I was convicted. I, I I had a conviction that this was true. Yeah. And I could follow it from that point. Yeah, because when you know it, it's not an intellectual thing, but when you know it from the inside, it just makes sense, and then you go with that, you know. And see, I had I had the good fortune. Um, after many years in prison, I had I finally was able to get into a. Uh, for me, what what helped was. You know, I took meds, and you know, I don't—it's not it doesn't work for everybody. Meds helped me with my depression, so that I stopped going down that road yeah. of wanting to kill myself all the time. So that was that was a, a solution for me. But the, a bigger solution was I dropped—you know, maybe a bigger solution was I dropped a kite and made communication form into the box. It took me a long time to do that to say I'm telling on myself. I'm going to tell these motherfuckers that I got a problem. That's weird. In prison, that's like something you don't do, right? But uh, I didn't care anymore. See, that was the strongest thing. It was the humility that it took and, and the courage because I stopped caring what other people were going to think. So I did that, and then um, I was able to get in shortly in, after that into a program for drafting, computer-aided drafting, a, a uh, trade program, which, you know, there's just not enough of. And see, to me... These kinds of tools can be very valuable. Is why I support uh, organizations out here that um, that teach people a life that uh, mm. give them tools to yeah. make their lives better on a higher level behind, beyond homelessness, or which is a challenge itself. 
um, and you know, getting food on the table and shelter, whatever, something more fulfilling, the next thing. Yeah. You know, um, and in this case, Brandon, for instance, might be his next fulfilling thing. Might be getting back into the prisons and giving back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I'm, I'm guessing. But. That's my plan. Yeah. yeah. But these are the higher level things that we need that we need to have. Well, absolutely, and that's why we're kind of an alliance because we 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 work with or partner with organisations that are you know PCC. We're doing a program at PCC in their um, opening doors program, which works with, you know with um, which helps previously incarcerated people get to you know get to college, and so we're doing a program. Is it cost money? Or? No, it's free. Wow. Um, that's on Tuesday nights, and so we, we so then the people who've been out can come back and carry on, um, and then with other organisations around. Um, you know, um, education and housing and employment, so we can build alliance. So then we understand that you know doing better in ourselves is is amazing, but also we need you know a good job and we want to kind of st- you know go back to school sometimes. Or we want to you know have housing and stability. So it's kind of all of it. So great, yeah. um, and all these things, these tools, and so you. This is very important that we get this out. That we are talking about um, we. People are listening to this right now. I know I would be going, okay, what can I do to get my friend or my husband or my daughter, or my, you know, um, into this? And it, now I hear you just said on the streets, too. So yeah. now we're talking um, uh, even more dimension, another dimension to this. Yeah. Um, well, our, our um, website is theinsightalliance.org. Um, and so that's kind of got a lot of information about what we're doing, although I haven't updated it recently, so it probably doesn't talk about the outside programs. Um, but well, how about, do you have Facebook or anything like that? Um, yes, I do, the Insight Alliance on, the, on Facebook. Because yeah. Facebook is an easier thing to update, right? So You'd think. But you're not really into <laughs> I, I heard you said you're not really into the social media thing. You'd think. Well, no, I'm just not, I'm not into it. I just haven't got enough hours in the day. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I remember sometimes, but, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's why we sometimes we have to uh, delegate a little bit. Exactly. There you go. There you go. So yeah. I'm going to pass it on to our friend Alan again. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and you get a $150 credit. I think it's inside. Some people think it's inside. Yeah. Now we're talking, uh, yeah, we're talking live. So, uh, Lad, go ahead. What one of your stupid questions? You want to hear a stupid question? Okay, well, okay. No, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Okay, so, Dave, you are just talking about your, you know, what you'd classify as your, you know, your moment of transition. I'm kind of curious uh, with with Brandon here. You know, when was your moment uh, during the program or before the program or whatever? That was your you know your your moment where you decided you know what, this is not what I want to do no more. Um, I actually had like a couple moments prior to even meeting Anna. Um, one moment was I was just standing in my cell 
and just looked at myself in the mirror and I just got tired of who I was. I just looked at myself and I was just like, I knew I was fake. Like I was portraying a person that society wanted me to see, like my peers wanted to see. And then the second time was I asked my little brother, um, because ne- I never see the guy cry. I've never seen him cry or nothing. I asked him one day, I was like, say, bro, why do you n- never cry? He was like, um, I'm nobody's puppet. You know, he goes, I'm not going to let, you know, what the next person say to me, pull my strings, my emotions, and guide me to what I'm going to do in life. And that alone right there was like, wow, okay. And then once I met Anna, it was just like, Everything she said just brought those other two moments to me, and it made perfect, total sense to me. And I've been so, with her ever since. Yeah. So it was a group of it was a you know multi multifaceted you know thing. It wasn't just like bam you know right yeah just, it wasn't I don't never think anything just really one thing. is like that you know. Um, in fact, the rest of our lives we're going to be finding and having revelations. That's what it's all about, right? And once you stop doing that. Yeah. Um, Ongoing so, learning. We wanted to. I, I didn't hear exactly what you wanted to talk about. It, it, it had something to do with the classes. Um, yeah. Well, we were just. Um, you know, the we, we we do a class at PCC at Cascade Campus on a Tuesday night um, from six to eight. Um, and originally, it was set up because the, some of the guys who come out and now women, um, you know, want to um, stay involved and want to kind of continue um, with the work. But then also, there's other interests of people in the community going, "Oh, I want to do this! Like, this sounds amazing! Like, mm. these guys found their freedom in prison. Like, I want to find my freedom outside sure. of prison. Like, it's you know." And so, we started we started this this group, which you know, if you're interested, um, you know, really the best way is is, is through our website, um, the Insight Alliance. Um, the, the Insight, insight Alliance I-N dot dot org, org. Insight. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then um, yeah, that's at the moment the, the only pr- program we've got going on. We've got a teacher training, which um, with, with a with a few um, three women and three, yeah, a couple yeah. of the guys who who want to go back in. Um, um, but yeah, that was just kind of our program at the moment. That's on the outside because we wanted to kind of continue. So. Um, but most of the most of the work we're doing at the moment with our capacity of, of teaching of teachers um, is in CRCI, Coffee Creek, Medium Security, um, and then now McLaren. Did you say Medium Security? It's in the me- Medium Security, yeah. CRCI has Medium Security. No, no, the oh, Coffee no. Creek is Medium oh, Security. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. no, not CRCI. So you have minimum and medium. Yeah. Yeah. No maximum because those guys probably won't listen to you anyway at this yeah. point. Well, we've got some lifers in the w- women's prison. Medium is the is the is the most. You know, there's one woman on death row as well, which mm-hmm. I've been told I can I can hang out with too. So that's going to be fun. Well, yeah. So a lot of lifers are on medium security, yeah. um, but I but you're talking about the real hardcore uh, death row types and stuff like that. And yeah, th- there's no reason why those folks can't become free. Either. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, how great it would be. Yeah. To to help one of those people. Well, uh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of a lot of people that find their find their peace of mind in in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Um, the challenge is a challenge is uh, to maintain it, you know, and to not get distra- sidetracked. Uh, for me, it was as Robin can testify, alcohol. It kind of derailed me. It took me. It took a little while, but. You know, alcohol. I thought, well, I, I can party, 
I have arrived. I worked my ass off. I got here. I can party. I couldn't. Not really. It wasn't a good thing for me. Yeah. But you so. knew that. Like that's the thing that you can. You Took can... me a while. Yeah. I had to have some serious. I had to have a serious doozy happen to me um, before it changed. But yeah. you know, another another bottom, and another some more revelations. And obviously, I didn't know it all. So. We never do. Yeah. Yeah. There's always more. What do you got? What do you got, Alan? You got? I, I see it. You know, I see something going on up there. In my head. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's always got some some just brilliant to say. I, I really like the way this is. Um, it's kind of going towards spirituality, but yeah. it's it's really about as it started. What's within us? Yeah. And it's, it's wisdom. Yeah. Everything is within us, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah. good, the yeah. bad. Yeah. It's about. The filter, then I suppose. Well, the filter, the mind. Yeah. You know, but what, you know, when we when we get out of our own way, or when we we feel better, we do better. It's like our, you know, we're actually when we when we fall out of the the kind of the, the noise that we're running in our head, we fall into on our, our natural well-being, which is love, compassion, understanding, connection. You know, so it's like that's our default. Like that's what we fall into when we get out of our minds, because that's what you know. We were like that as babies. That's as what kids. we were. That's what we're here to do. Actually. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the only thing that gets in the way is, you know, re reacting to the outside world, reacting to our own thoughts, reacting to everything, where we just kind of and getting freaked out by how we feel. But feelings are just, you know, we, we all have them. They yeah. pass. Do you? That's do brilliant. You, do you yourself uh, have any sort of practices like meditation or anything like that? Yoga? Do you do any of that stuff? Um, I've done I've done yoga for years. I mean, mm. it saved my life on a number of occasions. Um, and um, I used to try and try and meditate. I was, never, hard, isn't I was it? never really good at it. <laughs> I'm but, not good at it either. But now, now I just don't really care what I think, so I, I, I don't have to it's kind okay. of. It yeah. just passes by that I have a quiet mind. Yeah, a lot you, don't, of the you, time. Don't, you don't beat yourself up no, over it. No, no, <laughs> not anymore. No, thank yeah. God. So that's yeah. the thing about meditation. If you start judging yourself and beating yourself up, I mean, it's totally the anti. It's a practice too. It's like yeah, it takes time. time. Yeah. And also, meditation is just about being in the present moment. You can mm -hmm. be meditating. Meditating and playing tennis, you know, meditating exactly. and, and right. anything. It's, it's just about being present in your life and not in your head. Like that's mindfulness. It. Yeah, I like that word. Um, lad, you don't know anything about that, do you? Mindfulness. Not at all. You know why? Because you're in my head so much, I don't have space for myself. Right. <laughs> I gotta tell him what to do all the time. Yeah. Uh, so we gotta wrap this up. You know what I mean? This has been a good one. I've enjoyed this, and I hope to continue this relationship in one way or another um, because it's very positive, and uh, it's right up my alley. So I'm going to tell people about it. Cool. And Appreciate it. In fact, I would like to even mention it on Facebook. So uh, whatever, I guess I'll just mention your website and tell how we talked we, today. Yeah, yeah. And we've got, we have got a Facebook page. You know, yeah. yeah. So whatever, yeah, whatever I can get to, to promote it, I would love to do that. That would be great. Thank you. Have um, you ever thought about having uh, our show in Columbia River? I'd love you to come in. Oh, I mean, what do you mean your show? Like, like a live show from Columbia River. Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. if we can, if we can get it to happen. Well, that'd be fun. Know. You never know. Anything's possible. Would you like to go in there and do that, Alan? Not at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but rather than that. <laughs> no, he's not an early, early riser. I've noticed. See, that would be an excellent way for us to get in there and us to get Brandon back in there as well. Oh, you go. 
And we could have some, there'd be a lot, there's a lot of positive stories. We've got some really cool stories. People that are in prison that, that um, there's a, yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, we didn't know you talk loads about, about all the different amazing stories, but there's incredible people who are we just probably having make it, insights. We would probably want to make it a two hour show so that we could talk to three yeah. or four people. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd, oh, be, that'd be really, fun. really yeah. fun. That'd be great. Yeah, if we can just get all on to, uh, to agree to working that much. <laughs> I want to see this is a really small part-time gig. This is a small part-time yeah. gig. He's not, he's not making all his money right here. And he makes big bucks, let me tell you. I'm telling you. Anyway, thanks again. Thanks for, uh, for joining us this week on Felony Inc. And join Thank us you. every... Well, I'm talking to my guest now. I'm going to talk to you again <laughs> oh, in a second. Sorry. You stop it. I'll you stop interrupting. <laughs> You're starting to remind me of lad. <laughs> join us every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time at StartupRadioNetwork.com and catch previous episodes on any podcast app. If you know what's good for you, you'll shut up and listen. If you don't, I can't promise we won't show up at your place late at night and make you listen. Breaking and entering Lad's ass again. This will be full on breaking and listening. And a big, big thank you to our guests this week, Anna Debenham and Brandon Brown. This should be pretty easy to remember, right? Of Insight Alliance. Thank Go you ahead, very much. Thank you know, Brandon's you. out, and he's the king of his life right now, right? So we can just call him B.B. King. There we go. There we go. I like that. I'm a big, huge lover of B.B., so. All right. Before I go on here, I just want to say hi to, uh, I told my friend uh, Lenny Leonard at sitting at home that I would say hi to him today. So whoop, whoop. Anyway, coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your host, Edgar Navas and Claudia Cardenas. Their podcast is usually in Spanish, so esta, escunjana, landa, la read. I don't know. Anyway, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't butcher that any worse. (laughs) You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.